live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Tuesday morning, October 11th, 2022. 62 degrees in the capital city. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna get close to scraping 90 degrees one more time today. One more time, and then and then goodbye to the 80s. I think. Not one way or the other. 74 Wednesday, 64 Thursday. I do see highs in the 50s early next week. So you would think, but you're right, Mark. I'm not uh, putting anything behind it. But this very very well could be. The end of the 80s uh, here, but it's going to be a warm one today, 86. One thing I'd know uh, for sure, yes. you, you can't bet on the weather in Nebraska and you can't bet on sports. Uh, that's true. You can't do either of those in uh, yep. in Nebraska right now. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, uh, we got a good, got a good show for you today on a Tuesday morning. Um, I don't know how I've never noticed this before, but Caleb points out to me that on Tuesdays, all of our guests... Really, no matter what we do, have a first name that starts with J. How uh, have you not noticed this before? Joe Jordan uh, is today uh, at eight ten. We often have we also often have Jason Ball, but we have for sure we don't have Jason Ball today. We have Jason Peterson, so we at least you know kept a Jason in that spot, uh, and then John Baylor at eight thirty five, and so uh, Tuesday, uh, I guess we could rebrand it as uh, J School Tuesdays. <laughs> Uh, or or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll workshop that name a little bit. But those are our guests today. We got Fantasy Oscars at six thirty five and eight ten. Uh, busy throughout the day with a lot of news to get to as well. Your morning drive, your sound off. Uh, so lots of stuff going on today. I want to start today, guys. We've got a mural taken down off of Pershing very meticulously. At the cost of almost a million dollars, $800,000 stored safely and without a place to go. How many times do you see it? You pay a million dollars to take a mural down tile by tile, and then you're ready to put it up somewhere and nobody wants to have it. So you've heard, I'm sure, the the effort about the effort we talked about it a lot on this show to bring down the Pershing mural and relocate it before the building is raised by the city which uh, r-a-z-e-d uh which has not happened yet man this project is just flying along once again it's again project warp speed part two uh as i always like to call it um but i and i missed this mark earlier this year i i i had missed this it was my understanding that they were still hoping to go out to the Lancaster that's, Event Center with that's this. That's the thing. last I heard. Apparently, that got nixed. Did you? Yeah, had I you, did not know that. So that got nixed uh, by the Ag Society. They they decided the, the entire time when we talked to the group to to Liz Shea McCoy and, and the rest of the people, uh, Roger Lemke and and some of the others who were uh, fundraising for this effort very passionately to get to get this thing down and find a spot for it, they were talking about a final destination uh, that would likely happen. That would be at Lancaster Event Center. According to reporting by the Lincoln Journal-Star, 
the Ag Society uh, ended up nixing that thing, that idea. They decided they needed uh, the space available to host events. Liz Shea McCoy told the Journal Star that. And so, evidently, the next idea was, okay, we don't have this. Let's talk to the city about putting it in, in a city park. And, and, and um, I, I would think that Pioneers Park would have been one of the first ones, just given its size and given the size of the mural, that that might be something that would work out. Well, at, that was considered at some point, but uh, the director of the Parks and Rec Department, Maggie Stuckey Ross, according to the Journal Stars reporting, uh, brought together people from planning, urban development, LTU, law, um, and and to kind of go over the request, and they concluded that they didn't think that was a good idea either for a variety of reasons between. Vandalism, security, lighting, uh, the, the, uh, the same issue, I suppose, that the event center had, that it's a big, big thing and you don't have as many open spaces. If you do that, they bring it to the mayor. The mayor agrees with it at this point. And so now <laughs> you've got a mural without a home. At this point. Now, oh, somebody will find a place. It sounds like the organizers want to go back and have have a a more full discussion and, and kind of plead their case. And, and I believe they're going to hear later this week that it does make sense still to have it in a park, but it's incredible. I mean, you got this 38 by 140 foot mural that you've taken down, like I said, ra- raised um, seven digits of dollars to be able yeah, well over to, 800,000 to, to do this and, 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 Populate a fund with dollars to be able to have care and maintenance for the thing going forward. And so we'll see. So they're going to appeal to the Parks and Rec Department Advisory Board on Thursday, and they're going to ask that the city reopen discussions on this whole thing. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to come with information that's going to be able to change the mind of the city leaders who are like, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a nice mural. We just don't want it in our in our place, and if that doesn't happen, then what? Like well, seriously, I, then what? You yeah. got this taken down. Where else do you go after city parks? At that point, well, you could probably look at the the new uh, ball uh, park that they've got proposed up, you know, north. You could have it uh, be one of out, out there. That's true. Maybe uh, make, maybe you put it on a side of a building there or something i don't know in the fence in the outfield or something have like a green monster with it that'd be kind of cool you know you could uh, a decent idea are you able to just lay lay it down could you put put it in the ground over it so you can walk over it walk over it that's a see i always would make some pretty sweet aerial i honestly thought i actually I, i i not to not to say I had your idea before you did, but no, I, no, no. I had I, I thought in like the I'm arena. I'm very famous for just taking ideas. <laughs> I thought maybe somewhere around the arena, yeah, you could do that. You could put it in the ground mm-hmm. and have it be something that you walked on, and then you would see it from some of the views, you know, inside the arena or inside the the buildings, or they mm-hmm. build, build that building out where Melicars is. So you get a nice view of that thing, uh, or any airplanes flying over, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know if embedding it in the ground is an option. They even. I don't know if that's an option that I, they even I have. I think they're probably looking at every option now. I think it'd be. Does a, anyone want this in their lawn? 
I'd like to see it uh, being a welcome sign out by Warhorse. <laughs> you know, gonna, on the, they're not uh, going to put it at a casino. You mean you mean like on the on, on the side on, of the road or something? Yeah, you know, as welcome to Lincoln. Maybe could you build it into like a mini Carney Arch type thing? Probably that you drive under. I mean, the thing is thirty-eight feet by a hundred foot forty foot. Thirty-eight high, a hundred forty wide. Okay. Forty wide is. I don't think. I don't know if I have a room for that in my yard. But well, you could really irritate people and take it to your palatial uh, vacation home and be. Yeah, but that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But I guess I could. I guess I could. This is just bizarre. It's 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 a weird situation. I mean, all the you know all the work that went into and the discussion that went into saving this thing. And you've got a group of people who are passionate about saving it. You got a group of funders who are passionate about saving it, but you can't find anybody who wants it at this point. Can you get it part of the uh, the Go Big project? Maybe, maybe. Uh, doubt it, but maybe. I don't know that you'd want it. I'm just saying. Put it on just, the, just places you that put it are on the side of Devaney. They, what, don't, they don't want to do that. What's that I new mean, tw- that new twenty two story building? That that that's the thing. It's just so large, and it and it was very, you know, it made sense with old timey Pershing. It doesn't it just fit the doesn't, other construction styles you're going to see around the city. And it's got a very, and even aesthetically, it's got a real specific sort of look to it mm-hmm. as well. So I don't, and I and I've said over and over again, like I don't, I I don't know that I'm quite of the right generation to have a real personal affinity. To that, to to that. I mean, I did go to many events at Pershing when I went under it, but like, I'm not. I wouldn't feel a a deep. I, I just wouldn't. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I right. just wouldn't feel a deep sense of loss if that you know if that wasn't around. I've got no problem with people trying to save it. I think it's cool that they're trying to save it, and I thought it was. I thought it made sense at the Lancaster uh, Event Center um, because that sort of fits the, you know. That's the, one of the closest facilities that sort of fits the idea of of what that whole thing is, but they don't want it either. So. How long can you have it sit with no place to go before you just have to move it and you have to say, "All right, we're I'm assuming we're selling the pieces off." I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the storage works, but they hire this company that they. I mean, I assume that the this company has put it. I don't know if they're probably storing it if they're going to reinstall it. I don't know how much room that takes to actually store these individual tiles, all of these things that are going along, going along with it, but quite the deal. So maybe the city will, maybe the, the the Parks and Rec will come to kind of an agreement with um, maybe with these people. Maybe they, and, uh, they, uh, they should buy that uh, building at 44th and O and just make that a corner for the mural. Hey, yeah, you guys have some money. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. You've raised some money. I don't know. Have you measured this lot, Mark? Oh, I, the lot's at least a hundred. Do you think it is? Uh, yeah. I uh, know the building's ten thousand square feet. A lot of people will see it. A <laughs> lot of people will see it right here on Forty Fourth and O. Interested? Call our people. <laughs> we'll make you a deal. We will gladly make. I'll you make a you deal. a deal right now. Uh, the other possible. So Pioneers Park. They were. They were concerned. Um, a lot of the, the main concerns are about Pioneers Park. Uh, so they talked about also Jensen Park, Bison Park, uh, the future South Haymarket Park, that youth sports complex that you were talking about, Mark. Those are other ones that they're uh, 
they are thinking of. Well, I, w- I would think, too, that with the growth of the city, both to the northwest and to the southeast, there's got to be some land and, and some park area or some open area that they could incorporate into something as a welcome to the city, especially with the new South Beltway. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But like, just, that's the thing, though. It's just like. Who wants to pay for that and maintain? Who wants to do all this stuff, right? That's basically what Parks and Rec is saying. Like, and 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 they do have a fund that goes along with it, but I think they're saying, yeah, we're kind of worried that this is just going to end up being a a magnet for vandalism that we're dealing with all the time, and and the other issues that were raised. So, there you go. That's the update there. I don't know what's next. Uh, ben Sass was not able to finish his forums at the university of florida because of protesters who are uh, not a fan of ben sass and so when he got they had to bring him to a remote location to get on essentially a zoom call with with staff to yeah faculty to uh to do that and so his his first few hours in gainesville were we're characterized a lot by these protests that we got to live some sound you know, from it. I'm going to play the sound off. So, you know, there was about a thousand people total protesting, but you know, when you stop to think about it, that's not a very large crowd. There are 50,000 students on that campus. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if there are continued concerns and efforts like that. Is this the norm when, uh, when a new presidential candidate comes into a major university, I mean, there's always people who oppose them, but is this a different level of quantity and intensity of opposition than you would typically see? I mean, they they brought uh, they brought you know Nebraska's current president in. I don't think you had anything like like that when he was going through and doing his tours and and those sorts of things. So. I don't know if that moves the needle with administration. There's some frustration, too, I think, on the part of people within the university that there's a state law that they can't reveal who the other finalists are. And so uh, the the other people who are there. So I think there's also a, a sense uh, beyond just disagreeing with policy um, issues with SAS. And I think LGBTQ stuff was kind of at the top of the list of the protesters. In addition, I think, and then I think faculty and staff had some concerns about um, what happened at Midland with tenure and those sorts of things. I think those were where the kind of the crux of the concerns were. Um, but we'll see if that actually has an impact on on this scheduled to go back again there at the beginning of November um, and and take this process on. So, Mark, we're looking like we're going to hit. We're going to get in that post November nineteenth, November twentieth day. At least, if yeah. this would go forward, yeah. and so my my confidence or my belief that there's a great likelihood that Governor Pete Ricketts ends up in this seat is only bolstered by that the way that timeline is developing. Uh, all right, those are the two things that I wanted to hit on here to start and things out. What Fox, do you got? Fox News just announced uh, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, who is a presidential Democratic presidential, yeah. not leaving the Democratic Party. Oh, who saw that coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea she was still in it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> well, I really, I really did. Didn't say she was joining the Republicans, but uh, okay. leaving the Democrats. Yeah. She had some pretty harsh words for him. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. It's just surprised it hadn't already happened. 
Okay. Um, and then we have this uh, this fire situation yep. here, uh, right down, here down 40, along Normal. 40th and Normal. Uh, two alarm apartment kind of antelope gardens. Uh, looks like five uh, units had either fire, smoke, or water damage. Uh, fire pretty much contained to a third floor apartment. Okay. Heavy fire coming off the balcony. I, Ten um, Eleven is reporting that they believe it was uh, discarded smoking material out on the balcony. And uh, it's Mickey time today, right? Caleb? It is Mickey time this morning. Mickey we'll time. Have, we'll have a Matt McMaster over there with me. M I C K E Y C O A C H. Mickey Co. <laughs> I'll work on that. Let's send that back to we'll, the. We'll, we'll do. Our we'll send that with there. the with the J School lineup back to the workshopping group. Back to the focus group. Oscar volleyball got a week, uh, player of the week award. Finally, boy, weird. If only they had been having a better season to have some players contribute well enough, the Big Ten would name them. Play it was Alexi, defensive player. Is that what it is? Guess you'll have to listen. Ooh, yes, that's how you build listenership for your sports cats. <laughs> I even knew that one. <laughs> well, no, Mark, we don't know. We don't know, and there's no one who will know. Even the player herself won't know until they hear Caleb's sports coming up. Don't Google it. Come back in three minutes. Yeah, don't. What do you call a hippie's wife? Mm, I don't know. Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, good. So good. Yeah, all right. Uh, eight and a half out of ten. Good job. <laughs> Six twenty-five. We'll take a break. Caleb does have some boards, including who that player was. <laughs> it's a weird tease on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. You know, the funny thing about this game, Fantasy Huskers, and this goes back to even before your time, Caleb, like three years in a row, on Fantasy Oscars, we were going to give away a uh, trip to the bowl game. Yeah, that which, actually, so the last year you did that was my first year here. Yeah. And every <laughs> single year we had to uh, scramble that and, uh, <laughs> and people ended up getting a travel voucher and still got oh, to go yeah. go take a trip, which, you know, was a very a good prize, arguably maybe a better prize for, for some people. But wouldn't it be something if now <laughs> this is the year that... That uh, Nebraska, get, uh, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. Not We're halfway there. Three wins. Halfway. Three wins. Yeah. We will see. But uh, we are playing. We are playing for $50 from Alumni Hall, $50 from Valentino's. Uh, if you... Get a draft pick for the week, and you are the closest with your draft pick on the question that we're asking. You get that prize pack. But to get that draft pick, you've got to have the keyword for each pick. We do two of them a day at 635 and 810. We give you that keyword, and we have you texted in to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. We pick one of those to make our pick. This will be the number three pick of the day. The question this week is, 
Combined points between Nebraska and Purdue Saturday night. Combined total points between the two teams. The guesses so far are... 52 for Craig, 47 for Harry the Antenna Guy. Feels way low, but you know who knows. The extremes win this game. We'll say that. The extremes tend to win this game. So, if you want to pick, you need to text in the following word to the Rickstown Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Boilermakers. Boilermakers. B-O-I-L-E-R-M-A-K-E-R-S. Correct. All one word, Boilermakers. Boilermakers. Text that in. We'll pick one of you to uh, get that pick. If you don't get it, you got another chance at 810. You got another chance at 635 and 810 every day this week. All right. With that. It's time to get into our sound off today. Senator Ben Sass making his visit to Omaha. Yes, or excuse me, to Florida yesterday, I should say, the University of Florida to go through and do the, you know, they do the forums with the the students and they do the forums with the, the faculty. And it was interesting because there were people there in the local media who were covering it and they were talking about at the beginning about how empty the whole thing was and it just wasn't super well attended. Well... And then, uh, and then, uh, it was a forum with student uh, students on campus that came a little bit a little bit later, and you had a bunch of student protesters, estimated two hundred of them, and uh, this is what it sounded like. Sorry, it's getting catchy. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that. Now I'm going to Florida. I don't have a, don't have a yeah. Um, so you had some pointed questions on on a stance on on same sex marriage, LGBTQ issues. Some other questions about sort of just resume for a job like this. One of the go- signs says, "Get out of our swamp." <laughs> okay. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you go from Midland, of course. Midland, fine facility, sixteen hundred students, University of Florida. Uh, 50,000 students that go there. He was asked about, it it was interesting because he was asked about some of the LGBTQ issues, you know, previous statements on on, um, same-sex marriage and those sorts of things. His answer was interesting, um, and and this was, uh, his answer was that he wanted to create a place of respect and inclusion for all gators. And then he said, I've had political positions and policy positions that represent the views of Nebraskans. It is a completely different job to have the president of UF. The president of UF's job is to celebrate all of what's going on in this community and to be a storyteller and resource getter salesman for it. Is it how about that quote? How about that quote? I've had political positions and policy positions that represent the views of Nebraskans. It is a completely different job to have the job of president of UF. The president of UF's job is to celebrate all of what's going on in this community and to be a storyteller and resource getter and salesman for it. Essentially saying what, you know, he kind of triangulates the policy position. It's Nebraskans policy positions. Not necessarily his. This isn't, this isn't necessarily mine. It was just those that I represented. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So, <laughs> so he was trying to do this thing. The, the chants would go louder. They ended about 15 minutes uh, uh, early. They all go into the ballroom when, where they were going to do the meeting with university employees. So you, the, the university said, all right, forget this. We're not going to try and do this. So, uh, so we're going to get you in a remote location. We're going to have you do it via Zoom, essentially. Um, yeah, and uh, he did say about the protesters, obviously, I wish they didn't have the position they have, but I strongly support the right of people to protest and exercise their free speech rights. So, uh, yeah, it, to, to, and, and, and by the way, he hasn't been, I mean, he hasn't been hired yet, even though a lot of times you kind of go through and you're down to a final finalist, it feels like for formality. There are certainly cases where yeah. universities didn't pull the trigger after that. He's got to have a... Uh, he's got to pass a vote by the school's board of trustees, and then confirmed by the state board of governors to uh, to to do this. Now, I, I don't necessarily expect that there are going to be problems with that, or, or no one way or the other. But just to just to clarify that, so an eventful day in Gainesville sounds like he's going back at the beginning of November, like first week of November, for another meeting here at uh, at this point. All right, what else do we have today? Uh, let's start with, oh, let, speaking of college, now uh, some people this week will likely get the application um, to, do the, uh, to do the federal loan relief, uh, the, 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 the controversial Oh, we're finally Biden, getting that? Biden. So apparently that's, that's coming this week. And, and policy discussion aside with that, which we've had plenty of times on here, and and I tend to agree it doesn't make a lot of, it just doesn't make a ton of sense policy wise, just in terms of consistency and those sorts of things. Uh, but beyond that, there's going to be a lot of people who are doing this, and you know who loves it when a lot of people think there uh, there's an opportunity to get some uh, to get some dollars, but they don't might quite know the administrative side of that side of that. That means the scammers are going to be up big time with this. The Department of Education is expected to launch the online application for student debt relief within this next week. But government officials are also warning that that could cause an increase in scams, things like fake links, emails, calls, texts, all just trying to get your information or your money. Now, I spoke with the local Better Business Bureau and Garrett Smitherman says you're probably going to see an increase in some of these scam calls and emails. Slowing down, making sure you're on the right the right site. Now, Smitherman says the first step is to know the details of your student loans and if you even qualify for the program. And officials with the Department of Education say you don't need to upload any documentation to this application. So if someone is asking you for photos, it's another sign of a scam. Also, what would they ask you for photos of? Feet. Can you show me a picture of your graduation so we know? It's feet. Jeez. Uh... So there, uh, there, there are uh, some people in the uh, federal government, including senators, people in the DEA, who are warning parents to be vigilant this Halloween about uh, rainbow-colored fentanyl. Have you, you, you seen any of this? Uh-uh. Yeah. So uh, be, be careful. In fact, uh, some in the Senate are, are putting on a PSA. They're so concerned about it. About 12 senators on the GOP side got together to really warn parents about this rainbow-colored candy-like fentanyl, issuing this dire warning. Fake pills laced with fentanyl are beginning to look like candy in an effort to lure young Americans. 
The senators are telling parents that Mexican drug cartels are targeting children with not only fentanyl that looks like candy, but also fentanyl powder that is disguised to look like sidewalk chalk. It is some scary stuff. I, I don't know. I don't claim to know, Caleb, all of the ins and outs of the economics of the drug game. Okay. But I tend to think that going into neighborhoods and giving your product away free to someone who it's probably just going to kill is not in their business model. That That's just my, like, that, that's, that, that's just my sort of gut feeling when I, when I hear, and, and by the way, it's not like we haven't heard these, and this is, yeah, these this things isn't a new, a new uh, thing. in terms of like the, the people are coming for your kids to randomly give them drugs or or whatever that it might be i yeah, mean of course for of course be vigilant candy. but why again why would they wh- how widespread is this since since we hear these warnings every i don't know year? that it, I, I, with the fentanyl thing i don't i guess the working theory is well you give it to them then they get addicted and then you've got a customer for life uh, uh, i don't know if you've from what we can we know about fentanyl this is likely going to basically. It's not going to get you a customer for life. I don't it's think. Gonna, it's I don't gonna, think fentanyl is the gateway drug you think it is. Yeah. So you'd has, be better. I mean, don't do this. You'd be you'd be better off giving. <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. You'd be better off giving a kid a vape, right? Right. <laughs> Getting them, a, you know, if you want to get a customer for life. Right. Obviously, my concern level is higher now that I'm actually taking somebody trick, trick or treating. And wanting to make sure I know exactly what's going to be in that bag and, and where we go and trying to figure out at the end of this month what's the safest way to go about that. But still, every year we hear about, well, the, the drugs look like candy or there's there's marijuana in, in some of the, the brownies that they're going to give you. And I'm just thinking, it's- I don't know who is taking these drugs that they had to pay for in some in some places legally but they who who's bringing that back in in just handing it out who's who's handing out a a, a bag who has a, a thing instead of having candy there it's a there convoluted a business it's a really convoluted business strategy if anybody if any drug dealer is really trying to do that you got a lot of you got to have a lot of things really work for that to actually work i think we're doing some mental gymnastics just for this to be like a giant cause of concern right. every uh. year that the fact that we hear about it every year makes me think that it has happened somewhere like it has to have happened somewhere for that to be the ground zero of it, but or there's or there's a political benefit to making people think that it's happening. There's that too. Dare to resist drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I just uh, be careful. Yes, but I would not. I, it just uh, the, the the economics of it don't make any sense. Yes. Oh, yeah, but, you know what drug dealers like to get for their drugs? Money. Freaking briefcases of money. Okay, you've watched too much of Ozark. You need to, <laughs> sir, you need to calm down. All right, what else? Uh, you might want to check your Facebook password. <laughs> I mean, you probably Why, already, did you hack me? We've all been, uh, we've all had the dude where it's like, <laughs> have you ever had the thing where you're on there and somebody that, like, somebody who's a family member who you never message with or somebody who's like a real sort of remote acquaintance that you have message with, messages you something and it says like, Hey, did you see who died this weekend? And then post a link to it. And Please it's, tell me you don't click on that. No, I don't. I don't. But it's so, I mean, 
people are 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 hacked so often oh, yeah. on that thing with with fake accounts. My and, dad did just a couple of weeks really? ago. I was like, "Dad, come on." Yeah, well, here's here's one of the ways that they're doing this. Meta's researchers discovering more than 400 malicious apps designed to steal Facebook users' login information, warning as many as 1 million Facebook users could have had their passwords compromised. The company says these apps are disguised as fun or useful services like photo editors and fitness tracking tools, often requiring folks to log in with Facebook before they can be used. A rep for Meta says the platform is reaching out to users who may be at risk. Apple and Google say all the apps identified have been pulled from their app stores. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Remember when like Facebook apps used to be like a big thing? Is that even a thing anymore? What was like, it, little like, little uh, add-ons like music players and Farmville. yeah, and and all kinds of stuff. Dude, I don't even know if people like for a while there was like a very robust Facebook app thing I with all these different can. things that you could get you you could get on Facebook. I don't know if people. Even, I bet you can, but I think its peak is definitely yeah, gone. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, if you're using your photo editor through Facebook, I don't know. Get Instagram, yeah, yeah or something. <laughs> Uh, hey, I've already been, uh, I've already been, uh, kind of paging through some of the, uh, Amazon deals. They're having their pre black Friday, not prime day, October giant sale where mainly what they want to do is get a bunch of the, their Amazon products in your, yeah, they That's what, I mean, they want to move those, they want to move those echo shows that are a couple years old, right? They want to move. They want to move their new smartwatches. They want to move the kids' Tiger Echo Dot thing. That's what they want to do. Hey, those things look with cool, this. You get more of those. more you get of those uh, out in the community, the better your business model is. Amazon's two-day Prime early access sale starts today, offering early holiday deals, including up to 80% off Amazon products like its Fire 55-inch See? 4K See? Smart TV. And with gift suggestions this month ahead of the holidays on well-known brands of electronics, household goods, and toys. To take advantage, you must be an Amazon Prime member, though customers can also sign up for a free 30-day trial. Other major retailers like Walmart, Target, Macy's, and Kohl's also kicking off early holiday sales this month, allowing inflation-weary consumers a chance to save. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. You know what you got to watch out for a lot more than drug dealers just handing your kids drugs? Amazon marking down their products 80% to try and get your home filled with them? Well, that too. (laughs) 30-day free trials, because guess who's not going to remember at the end of that free trial and is 100% going to get charged? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How many alarms do I have on my phone to cancel a subscription (laughs) before I have to start paying for it? Yeah, uh, uh, Target. Target's fighting back, by the way. Target, they got, oh yeah, we got this, says Target. Target has already launched some Black Friday deals. Weekly and daily deals started early again this year, along with Target's popular deal of the day. Target says the deals through Saturday include extra discounts depending on how much you spend on toys. Its deals are available in-store and online through Target.com or the Target app. Some offers are exclusively online. Amazon's Prime early access sale is october 11th and 12th it's the second big sale for the online giant this year and it's also promoting early black friday deals Ginny coselda fox uh target's got an air fryer for 40 bucks oh my gosh now does that fit what does that fit one chicken nugget in it it's that sounds uh, tiny five quart 
Five quart, 12 function. Five quart. Okay. All right. Oh, that looks fine. Air fryer's been pretty life-changing for me. I, I mean, most meals, most I'm, I'm the primary cook in our house. I feel like most meals I'm busting out. I've got an Instant Pot and, a, and an air fryer, busting both of those out mm-hmm. and using them both in tandem for tons of stuff that I make right now. Last but not least, we've talked about crime going up in the United States. We've talked about crime going up in our own city. Where is it not going up? The safest town in America. Where's that safest town in America? Well, it's a long ways from here. Columbia, Maryland is taking home the title, but it's old hat for them. This is the fifth straight year they've won the honor. The results coming from financial advice website WalletHub. The site looked at 182 cities nationwide, ranking them based on home and community safety, as well as financial safety and risk of natural disaster. Nashua, New Hampshire, ranked second. On the other end of the spectrum, Wallen Hub says St. Louis, Missouri, is the least safe Hey, Caleb. City. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. You were there. Yeah, that's that's not news. <laughs> it's not? That's no. not news. Lincoln checks in at 50. Lincoln checks in at 50. Yeah, you... Just ahead of Missoula, Montana. Safer, Lincoln. A little safer than Missoula. That's what everyone says. <laughs> that's what. That's how you advertise this place. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like anywhere else, when when I went to college near St. Louis, you knew. You said, "All right, here are the times of days to not go to certain places." And that's just that's just the way it was. Do you know where Lincoln really got hammered? The natural disaster risk. Are we high in a natural disaster? Yeah, one hundred for what? One hundred fifth. Tornadoes, I suppose. Were they not told about the dome? They don't know about the dome. Oh, we need to we need to have an edit here. I'll have Rusty talk to him. Because Lincoln is 19th in financial safety, and then Lincoln was 62nd, 62nd in home and community safety. We should be a lot better than Missoula. Yeah. Missoula places. Sounds made up. I'm scared to even go outside in Missoula. Not even a real you got, place. You got... John Dutton looking guys all over the place on their horses. Gonna get go rip to knock you off. All right, six fifty six. Ready for the new season so much. Six fifty six. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Sixty one degrees, pretty nice out there right now. Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. He joins us about ten minutes from right now. Your morning drive. We'll count down the five things you're talking about. Today, so busy 7 o'clock hour. We'll see you on the other side. It is 7 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, who get it done. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 709, 61 degrees in the capital city on this Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. Glad to have you back with us. Got our morning drive coming up in 25 minutes. A uh, little, little bit of a shift in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, 
Jason Peterson got uh, got called out, so he's not going to be able to join us. So we're gonna we're gonna go to a top five Tuesday. We'll tell you that here, and just a bit got John Baylor a little bit later as well. But Joe Jordan joins us right now. News Channel Nebraska comes on to talk Nebraska news and politics with us. Good morning, Joe. How you doing today? Four weeks, Jack. Four weeks. Four week. Four weeks. My goodness, this is taking forever. All right, four more. <laughs> four more weeks. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I mean, we're going to get to the Ben Sass stuff, but it's interesting just locally in Lancaster County. Um, you've had uh, the, the the you're starting to have a little bit more just like I don't know, like election buzz around a couple of races. But it's interesting. It's not it's not the governor. It's not the house races. It's a county attorney race, and it's a mm-hmm. a legislative race in Northeast Lincoln. Now, at least sort of the I don't know if salacious is the right word, but the the races that are um, that are making headlines right now, which is which is just interesting. I did you know I assumed we'd be talking about these big races, but these it's these perceived smaller ones right now that are making news. Yeah, we got the same situation here with a sheriff's race and a Douglas County attorney's race. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. they're not to the they're not to the point of the uh, congressional race with Bacon and Vargas, but they're making more noise. I think than some people may have thought quite some time ago. But who'd have thought? We'd be talking about Ben Sass right now. Boy, before we, I know, he's in the middle of a term, right? He's been, you know, safely there for another four years, or we thought so. Uh, now it looks like he is headed to Gainesville, although we'll, we'll see if that that does actually happen. Uh, just, I guess, first off, when the news came out on, on Thursday, I think there were, I mean, I think there was a lot of, a lot of people who thought this might be eventually in his plans to go back into to academia, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was a surprise. But the timing of it to me was was really surprising. What was your just initial reaction when the story broke? I think you have to keep a couple things in mind. First of all, he acknowledged after the fact that for the past whatever time frame, he has been contacted by various universities, uh, according to SAS, uh, and he was waiting, I guess, for the right fit the right opportunity in the right moment. If you think back, does he think he could have got reelected if he wanted to run for reelection in four years? Would he have gotten reelected in the state of Nebraska? I think that would have been a really, really tough primary for him. Mm. Uh, I don't think that, I don't, you know, if he gets to survive as a primary, yeah, you're, you're probably in. But I think that would have been a difficult primary, uh, given everything that's happened between him and former President Trump. Uh, and the, and the calls some party some people in the party that he'd be censured. I think that would have been a very contentious uh, primary, and I think there probably would have been a, a more formidable candidate than we saw the last time because that person, whoever that individual is, would have had time to to weigh this thing out. And and I think I think Sass would have had a difficult. Not saying he couldn't have pulled it off, but I think it would have been a difficult test. So the the fact that he was looking for something else and something else popped up doesn't didn't totally come as a shock to me because I think he saw the political reality. A, maybe he didn't even want to run for re-election, you know, for that third term. But if he did, I think it was going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it wouldn't have surprised me to know that he, you know, he wasn't going. He was going to move on to some other aspirations. That that didn't surprise me. I guess it was, it was the timing of this. And and one of the things he said, you alluded to it there, Joe, is that he's had a lot of. A lot of offers, discussions in the past, but this was the one, like, the University of Florida was the one that he was like, yeah, that's the one that I have to, um, that I have to go after. Uh, now, now the, I will tell you this, like, initially I was incredibly surprised. The Florida is, is, is kind of up there in a lot of the academic rankings. I didn't even realize in, in some ways that they were, that they had a, a, a reputation that I wasn't even aware of, but still, nonetheless, there, I still kind of look back at it and I still say, 
Really? The, the un, University of Florida is the is that like that dream job that you were waiting for? I, I mean, had Yale well, called think, him, right? Like Yale think, called him or something. You think of Ben Sass, you think of the Ivy League, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And Not so, the SEC. <laughs> right, exactly. The Princeton of the Peninsula. Of, Come on, guys. Caleb calls it the Princeton of the Peninsula now, so. <laughs> but in terms of, of and, and look, I think as a university president in Florida, I don't think, I think Ben Sass is still going to be politically important uh, to that state. And if you look at, you know, of all the states to be politically viable in, uh, if you're Ben Sass, you would probably think, you know, Florida might be at the top of your list, given the, the political realities of Florida uh, and how important it is in these, in, in these, all these races, those national races. So I, that, that certainly fits uh, that avenue. But I, I, I agree. With you. I didn't, I didn't realize Florida had these high rankings uh, academically either. Uh, and, and again, if it had been an Ivy league school, it, that would seem to be a better fit. But, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, my guess is he knows where he wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, uh, just in, in, in covering some of these university things in the past, when they, when they name a single finalist and they bring them around to the, the forums, even if there's protests there, does that usually mean it's, I mean, do you think it's pretty much a done deal from, from reading the tea leaves here? I presume that the university knew they were going to get some blowback from some segments of their student population. And it's sort of like you just have to live with it and you go forward figuring that the, that the majority of the kids on campus uh, either don't care who the president of the university is or aren't going to get, you know, uh, out, of, uh, out of whack over who the university president is. Uh, you know, I mean, Bob Carey, when he was at New School in New York, Students there protested against Bob Carey, uh, mm. <laughs> which, you know, I thought always fascinated some people because you think of Bob Carey as this from Nebraska as this liberal individual being criticized right. by liberal kids in New York. So uh, these things happen. I, I, I've got to believe that the University of Florida knew that there was going to be some blowback. And they, they said, we'll just ride that out. And Ben Sass is still our guy. Nebraska's got to lead the nation right now. And senators turned uh, college presidents, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly for the moment, yeah. I, I would think so, uh, but nonetheless. Uh, okay, so now the the back home and the discussions uh, uh, about this. That from, from the best I can gather on on some of the reporting around this is uh, this isn't going to this isn't going to happen. As in getting the job and then the subsequent retirement from the Senate, if that all goes as planned, until uh, until you know either mid to late November at the earliest. Or possibly into December. If that is the case, and if you agree with me on that, what do you think that means about what happens with the the replacement and who actually does the replacement? My thoughts are that the, the timing is going to be such that Ben Sass will leave the U.S. Senate towards the end of this year, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's this 45 day window for the governor uh, to appoint Sass's replacement. I firmly believe that that decision is going to be Jim Pillen's decision, obviously, assuming Jim Pillen gets elected, as I think, as we all kind of assume. But I think it's going to be Jim Pillen's decision. And then, you know, the, the question everybody is is raising is, does he appoint uh, uh, current Governor Ricketts or does someone take the seat as a, as a, as a caretaker for waiting for Ricketts to run in two years? You know, the governor said that, A, if it's him, if it, if it lands on his shoulders, he's not going to make the appointment. If it comes during his time, he'll wait for the next governor to do it. 
And he's also said, you know, if I want to get involved in the process, I'll just kind of, I'll get involved in the process. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of pro and con about this, you know, would it, would it, would a, a pill and appointing Ricketts be a, look like a political payback of some sort? Uh, would that, would that hurt governor Ricketts if he, if he got appointed and tried to run for reelection uh, or I guess election two years from now, uh, would that, would that be, would that, would that political payback haunt him? Um, to be honest with you, uh, my view at the moment is if Jim Pillen appoints Pete Ricketts, if Pete Ricketts wants it, first of all, if Pete Ricketts wants the job, I think Jim Pillen's probably going to appoint him to it. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, just get, given their history, yeah, I can't really right. imagine him saying, nah, you know what, no. Right. Right? You, it just I, doesn't then, seem feasible. Right. And then, if, and then you know, what would, ha- what, could, what would happen in those two years that would make Pete Ricketts uh, uh, a target in the GOP primary uh, in, in 2024? Uh, yeah, I know. Hard to imagine people, that. Yeah, it's hard. It's well, really hard to imagine that. There's there, obviously there's there's a, there's some there's some bitterness in the state from people who supported Charles Herbster in the primary. Yeah. Uh, upset with how how they felt Ricketts handled that whole thing. Um, you know, and and maybe those people are never going to vote for Pete Ricketts. Uh, that still leaves a chunk of the Republican Party that Ricketts has 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 you know <laughs> been you know. Not that he's coddled to them, but it's sort right. of they've coddled to him over the time. You know, I mean, so, you, so, so who runs? So who runs against Pete Ricketts in 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 twenty twenty four? Is it uh, is it uh, State Senator Lindstrom? Does, does he want to take that shot at Pete Ricketts? I, you know, what names are out there? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, two years goes by, and he's, he's now he's an incumbent United States senator for two years. I just think that's a tough. I think that anybody taking him out, given all uh, all his financial resources to begin with, yeah. Uh, I just think he'd be really two years. A lot can happen. Issues can occur. Things happen. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next right. few years. But based on today, I don't see how somebody beats him in that Republican primary in 2024. Yeah, I can't imagine not appointing him because you think he'd be a liability two years later politically. I just there's just he feels fairly bulletproof right now um, po- politically, given everything you know, everything that's at play here. So I can't. I can't imagine that would actually factor in. I think. I mean, the bigger question is: Does he want it? Honestly, Joe. And and yes, that is the, that is the key question. The, like, and he has said he has said that he wants to stay involved in politics and policy going forward. Uh, the the one thing I know he has to do if he takes the job, he's going to have to cancel that vacation with his wife. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> depending, he had talked about it, that. Depending mm-hmm. on when it would happen. Now he's talked about leaving office and going on vacation with his wife. So if so if Sass were to quit like the last week of December, Pete could have. Pete Ricketts would have, you know, two or three weeks in, in early January to do whatever he wanted, you know, go on vacation and then come back and get the appointment, I suppose. I guess. But I guess you might but, want to get know. going, though, right? <laughs> because, well, the interesting thing is, yeah, the, 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 because it'll probably be, if, if it is, it's Pillin that makes the appointment, um, then he could do it as soon as he gets sworn in. So, like January 3, January 4, which is about when the Senate's beginning, too. So, um, it w- and and you want to be there sooner rather than later, I think, for seniority purposes too. So, well, what a lot of people don't realize is because Pete Ricketts is a sitting governor, two terms, he'll go into the Senate with seniority that other oh really senators don't. Yes, that other uh, newly elected senators won't have. Really? Um, yeah, Bob Kerry and Ben Nelson both had that had that same dividend going into the Senate because they had been sitting governors. Kerry for one term, Nelson for two terms. Um, so there's, there's some chips you get because you're, you have 
other political experience behind you uh, that plays that role in seniority, which then matters on which committees you get, uh, which where your office is located, which is not that big a deal, but more significantly, which committees you wind up on right. that you that you want to wind up on. So all those things, all those things play a factor. Yeah, and um, yeah, Pete Ricketts would have that advantage over anybody else appointed outside outside of uh, him. Uh, from Nebraska to the, to the Senate. I'll tell you what, it would be interesting to see legislative Pete Ricketts versus executive branch Pete Ricketts. And and legislative uh, Pete Ricketts in the Senate where you're probably still going to have something near, I mean, you're going to be dealing with, with you know, half half the people you're dealing with are from the other party, roughly, as well. It's just, it's a different political beast very much so than being governor of the state of Nebraska. Now, we've certainly had governors go and be senators in the past, and it's not like it can't be done, but it, it, it's just, it'll be interesting to me to to see how different or similar or, or what, le- like I said, just what legislative Pete Ricketts is like versus executive branch Pete Ricketts. Yeah, there's a, there's an adjustment that has to be made. But don't forget, he is, you know, talk about does he want it? You know, he wanted it in 2006. Now you right. can say that that was, you know, 14 years ago, or and it was, but uh, I guess 16 years ago. Anyways, um, he, so he he wanted it before. He, he's shown an inclination to be interested in it. I've got to believe that right now he's just weighing the pros and cons of do I do it now or do I do I do it in 2024, barring something else coming up in between, which would be. You know, the Republicans grabbing the White House and, and he gets appointed some cabinet post uh, and, and all those possibilities. Um, right. So all those things are at play. But, you know, he could be he he could be in the Senate for two years. The Republicans could get the White House. And then in 2024, he wanted to leave and be, you know, the secretary of whatever. I suppose right. he could then if he wanted to. Right. So, uh- He's a, he has clearly a whole lot of options on his table. Yeah, and it probably bolsters your chance at doing something like that too. If you want to get back into a whatever Republican, uh, uh, well, you know, the DeSantis you administration, in, you know, right. for there instance. is the question: If you sit on the sidelines for two years, you know, and I'm sure I don't know what he would be doing, but he'd be doing something. No question in my mind. But he, but he'd be kind of be he would in some respects be out of the limelight. And um, that is always a factor for for a politician looking to go forward. Yeah, I feel like he'd be more way more valuable as a, as a you know a cabinet member, vice president, whatever. If you've got a, you know that Senate experience under your belt as well, you know. Here's the real question, Joe. Though Democrats haven't been able to get one viable Senate candidate in a year. In 2024, they're going to have to find two. Uh, I don't really know how they're going to be able to do that in the state of Nebraska. We'll see. <laughs> it's been it's been problematic for the last few elections. Yeah, that's that's a huge that's that's going to be a huge test. Yeah, uh, and at some point they've got to they've got to show their relevancy. I mean, if you look down the ballot Jeez. right now, after Carol Blood at the top of the ticket for the Democrats, uh, you know, there's they don't have an Attorney General candidate, they don't have a Secretary of State candidate, they don't have an Auditor candidate. I mean, it just goes on and on and on at these positions when it's just one. You know, there's no there's just R's and no D's. It's, yeah. It's uh, it doesn't look obviously that doesn't fare well for the Democratic Party. Right. You can't even put candidates up for those positions. They disavowed the the party disavowed their last Senate candidate. Uh, if you, I mean an impressive feat at a right. cocktail party is naming all the Democrats who ran for governor in the last decade and a half. If you can even do that, it's very difficult. It's just yeah that uh, and it, it'll be interesting to see where they are in twenty twenty four. All right, hey, great to talk to you, Joe. Appreciate the insight. We'll uh, we'll get at it again uh, next Tuesday when we're three weeks away from election day. All right. Take care, Jack. Be good. There you go, Joe Jordan.
News Channel Nebraska 725. Caleb's got sports coming up next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's get things fired up with your morning drive, starting with... Number five. Nebraska Senator Ben Sass faced some pointed questions and a lot of protests as he visited the University of Florida. He's the lone finalist for the presidency of that school. Uh, 50,000 students there on that campus. Uh, primarily his position on LGBTQ and same-sex marriage were the protests biggest issues. Uh, Gainesville Sun uh, reporting uh, about a thousand. They actually uh, had to get him out of there. He uh, was taken away in a police car to some other location where he did one of the uh, meetings uh, virtually. So there's a Twitter video of that as well. And by the way, I was uh, looking for some background information and uh, back in 2018, that's the last I could find, uh, just in case you were wondering, uh, the president of uh, University of Florida was the highest paid uh, academic person in the state with a package uh, Kent Fox had of about $1.2 million was his annual compensation. He raised from the Senate, huh? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was interesting. I thought this quote was, was really interesting when Sass was directly asked questions about his previous statements uh, regarding same-sex marriage um sass said uh that his goal was to create quote a place of respect and inclusion for all gators end quote and then he also said quote i've had political positions and policy positions that represent the views of nebraskans it's a completely different job to have the job of president of uf the president of uf's job is to celebrate all of what's going on for this community and to be a storyteller and resource getter and salesman for it and therein my friends is the difficulty of switching from being a politician uh to a university president is making that transition and saying well before i was representing the views of nebraskans now i'm representing this university and i'm doing and and I'm taking the positions necessary to achieve those different goals. It's a little bit hard to take that stance and not feel like you're being disingenuous. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying he is here, but I mean, listen to that quote. I've had political positions and policy positions that represent the views of Nebraskans. It's a completely different job to have the job of president of UF. The president of UF's job is to celebrate all of what's going on in this community and to be a storyteller and resource getter and salesman for it. He's not wrong well, about he's very, that. Very, very right. He's, yeah. he's very right about that. But of course, when you're making that transition and you've got positions that are that are going to be uh, controversial among some who are there, 
that alone, the, even the fact that you you know you're putting them on the on the back seat or something like that, I, I, it's it's just a hard transition to make, given how politics are today, especially and given today. how universities are, especially today. today. I mean, a couple of prior politicians in Nebraska politics did go on to lead various academic institutions. Well, we were just talking about it with Joe Jordan. I yeah, mean, right. Bob Carey yep. went went from governor to senator to to doing this now. Now, I, he probably went to an institute. Now he got he got kind of protests in in the other direction. When uh, not protests, but the blowback that he got was kind of in the other direction from the new school. So we'll see. I, it will see. But that is quite the quote there. Yeah. About how he he looks at that. About how he looks at that job. What his job was in the Senate. What his job was there. And. If and you wonder how much he, you know, you wonder how much he gets pinned down with questions going further, where they're saying, "Okay, but what do you really believe, and how are you going to be able to synthesize that through what your job is for the University of Florida?" We'll see. We'll see, but not really a. It's hard to hard to think it's a super successful day. You wonder what the trustees are thinking, what everybody's thinking. If this is kind of the cost of doing business when you're bringing in somebody, you knew this was going to happen when you brought somebody from the political world in, or is this going to give you some pause in eventually? Because he doesn't have the job yet. It's got to get okay. It goes through the. Uh, it's got to get okay. Trustees. Yeah, this is audio from the the student. This is the student forum, right? First, he's got to get there first before he can go. I mean, just wanted to point out that <laughs> he doesn't have the job yet. That's true. Maybe then he just might go from that room, yep. which he did. All right. One of the signs there, by the way, Mark, says, get out of our swamp. <laughs> I would, if it, now, on a much lighter note, if it were me, I'd have such a hard time referring to the bowl game after the 1995 college football season. I would have such a hard time not saying anything about that. <laughs> I would slip up at some point, and I'd be screwed. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they would protest me, but probably for different well, reasons. Well, how, how does Sass Because I'm still one. a jerk how? to the student body about that game. I, I'm sure the senator was uh, was cheering for that victory. I'm sure he was. How do you explain that? I guess, well, it was represent. He was representing at that time the beliefs of Nebraskans about football. His job now will be to, to talk represent. about how wronged the Gators were. And yeah, <laughs> number four. Well, the Pershing mural, mural has been taken down. It's safely in storage, and from what we're hearing now, may not have anywhere to go. It's crazy. Um, yes, there's there's been some reporting on this. Evidently, uh, Link. Uh, the first plan was to go to the event center, Lancaster Event Center. And Mark, uh, I had not even been aware of this, but the event center eventually said that they needed the space and they didn't want to do it. That was always plan A for this thing. Every time yeah. that we talked to the the people behind the fundraising effort, you absolutely, know, and that's yeah. what they were talking about. And it sounded it sounded like they were. I mean, as close as you can be to having a handshake agreement on this, essentially. But that ended for whatever reason. So then they went to the Lincoln City Park, the city of Lincoln, talked about maybe putting it in a park. I think you know, you think of it potentially maybe Pioneers Park or, or something like that. Well, the the Parks and Rec got together some of the stakeholders, the people who would who would deal with this from LTU and Parks and 
uh, and law and, and, and some of them. And they basically sat down and said, you know what? It's probably not a good idea to do it in a park either for, you know, for various reasons. Took it to the mayor. Mayor agreed. And so now this group, as you said, they've got this taken. They've got this deconstructed mural in storage that they paid almost a million dollars to take down with, with no place to go. They're going to go back and see if they can't talk to the parks and rec in the city again. But uh, as it stands right now, uh, I mean, this is an amazing. It, but here's the thing, Mark: if the parks, let's say they're not successful with the with you know the and frankly, I think probably at some point they're going to come to a, a level of compromise on this. And they'll figure out how to do it in a park. Would be my guess. But just for discussion's sake. Let's say that they they can't, and the parks say, you know what, we just can't do it. We got, there's too many. We can't do it at a park. We got too much concern about vandalism. We got too much concern about the cost. We need the space in all these places. Like, what is the next step? Exactly. Well, it would have. If the event center says no, and parks say no, you'd, where else are we going? With you'd this you'd have to go out and try to raise the money to buy a, a place and and have it uh, taken care of. They've been stretched thin on that fundraising effort already. I mean, they got they had to. They were cutting right. it close every single time. Yeah, they are. That said, there is a location at 44th and O. That's right. Available right. for sale. Be perfect. For that if you wanted to just put a little, I don't know, just a little plat of land. I mean, keep the, the, the building already is, is historic as well. Put another historic marker there. I mean, think of all. People will come from miles away. To come see, to come see the beautiful mural and the beautiful building. That, or put it, you know, on the the roof of uh, one of the new uh, skyscrapers downtown, and uh, that way, that's a great place for it to be seen. Well, I mean, <laughs> like seriously, where how, the, the the thing, Mark, is the size of the of of the mural is thirty eight feet by one hundred forty feet. Yeah, it's it's a big and piece. you got and that's that's part of the issue is it takes up space, and wherever you put it, it there are, you know, they're just there's work that goes along with having it. Yeah, there. it's it's going to take a fairly substantial structure just to hold it. I mean, you take 140 feet across, uh, and it'll have to be what five feet probably each. You know, so we're talking about close to 45 by 150. Uh, you know what a wind will do to something like that i mean Jeez. there's ways to ways to do it man I, I caleb asked an interesting question could you like embed it in the ground somewhere oh i'm sure you can it's just a matter of finding that kind of a That's true where do um, you do that panhandle steve says to put it in the ground and make that area a splash park Ooh, so there's that, two birds with one stone there. Make that there. kind of the base for it. Obviously, you'd have to figure out. Wouldn't the, those the, things the, be the, pretty slick if they got wet? Well, you'd have to have you'd, it. You'd covered. have them embedded, then oh. covered. You'd oh. have to find out the figure out the drainage. Probably the piece where wherever you have missing tiles, that's where you would have the actual drain. <laughs> I was gonna say, hey kids, we've covered this with glass that's going to be wet and the slickest surface on earth. Come on down. Look, the looking- also, here's some fentanyl for your Halloween bags. <laughs> no, no, nobody's saying. <laughs> Well, they're looking at that, that what, 32,000-square-foot skate park at some point. Maybe there's a, something... Skate they- on top of it? That'd be cool, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with ideas for him at this point, because I feel bad. I, I think 44th and 0 is the best idea I've heard. It's a great idea.
Are they going to have to end we, up We'll just, take checks this afternoon. The southwest corner of 44th. And yes. Are they going to end up just having to sell it piece by piece and just, hey, if someone wants it as a collector's thing, Ooh. here's a piece of Chunks the of it. Pershing mural? I guess you could do that. I mean... You know, Lincoln's had all these public art projects in the past. We had the bicycles. We had the the hands. The light bulbs. Right? We had the light bulbs. Well, those, those what are if the- you sell little pieces of the mural and auction them off or something? I don't know. I, like I said, I'm just, I'm trying. I'm trying, trying to come up with an idea because that's a crummy situation. We'll see what happens on Thursday. I bet, I bet the city eventually, I would bet the city eventually cooperates with them. That's my guess. They, I don't know. They figure out a system, or the county, or they might say, or they might say, "Hey, yeah, but we, you're going to need more money in that fund that it takes to maintain and and do all and get security cameras and do all those things." Oh as yeah, well. no, you're going to have to secure it off. Number three, Eric Olson of the Associated Press tweeted yesterday: Nebraska Athletic Department CFO Doug Ewald expects the sellout streak to remain intact for the season. Part of that is one person bought. $21,000 worth of tickets. 2,100 tickets at a bulk rate of $10 each. So what do you guys think about that? Caleb, you had some reaction yesterday, I noticed. Well, it's it's more on the fact that... I'll start with this. I'm sure I'll, a number of those tickets are going to go to the red carpet experience, which is awesome. Like I, I've, I've loved the red carpet experience from the time that they introduced it last year. Dr. Lawrence Chatters had a fantastic idea. I love that they've expanded it to other sports. That said, if you're able to keep the sellout streak intact because one person is able to give you $21,000 at one time, if you gave me 500 tickets right now at $10 a piece, I could walk around my apartment complex and they'd be gone in two hours. So, so why are we able to do that? Like, that's obviously within the budget to be able to do that, to have more affordable tickets. Why aren't we doing that? Why is that not a thing? Why aren't... The ticket price is down a little. I know Trev Alberts is working on it. I, I know they've talked about that was one of the things out of their survey was the affordability of games. But why don't they just hold back 2,000 tickets? And on the, the Tuesday of game week, they do a $10 Tuesday. And it's a it's a lottery system. You have to be signed up for it. Whatever it is, there's got to be a way for the tickets to be affordable for the common fan and not just because someone had enough money in their pocket to come yeah. in and buy 2,000 of them at one hey, time. If we're going to do everything to keep this sellout streak going, this seems like it seems like a step that should have been taken earlier, which is it's economics 101. When demand's down, right, and supply's up, what do you do? Bring down prices, okay? So if your end goal is to keep the sellout streak going... And I know they've had efforts at this. It needs to be more. It should be more. I mean, if you seriously want this to be a thing, I, I guarantee I can keep your sellout streak going. I, Five dollar tickets. So those. I mean, if that if that's really what you want, and and guess what? There's not. There, it, it's not going to go over super well if people say, "Yeah, but man, can you imagine the you know what that's going to do to the income that they get when you just." Fired a coach when you could have waited two weeks and spent seven point five million dollars. That's just not going to be a right. We can't afford it. Is not going to resonate. No, and and here's the thing. It may be the, true, but the, those two thousand plus tickets at ten dollars a piece. Those are over the last few home games, right? It is where those would have gone to. Illinois, if you want to buy it through the university, yeah, seventy bucks. Minnesota, eighty bucks. Wisconsin, 
80 bucks. Yeah, I could go to StubHub or somewhere else and probably get some of those for 30 bucks if I really wanted to look around. But why, if we want to go through the university like this, like this great benefactor did, who's mm-hmm. probably, again, probably donating those tickets, why do I have to go on there and pay 70 or 80 bucks to go to these games? Bring them prices down. Bring prices down, you don't have to have all the heartburn about the sellouts. Exactly. Wouldn't be an issue Number. if we had the fair tax. <laughs> Crap, does that have to do with anything? <laughs> And what has been described as a major victory for Ukraine, a truck bomb Saturday reportedly caused the partial collapse of a bridge connecting Russia to the annexed region of Crimea. But now some specialists saying they don't think it uh, may have been Ukraine. It may have been Russia itself. Why would Russia have blown up that bridge that they need? As an excuse. To bomb the heck out of Kiev? Yes. And all of Ukraine. Another, you know, they're... I mean, when they... when. That's how. That sounds. If that's true, I mean, if that's true, that sounds desperate. Well, which I think they might be at this. Yeah, that's point. right. I mean, but they did like some forensic architecture on this thing, um, on 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 this ha- on how it happened and those sorts of things, and um, and they didn't think it was actually a truck bomb that did it. No, uh, on this, they didn't think that so. a truck bomb could blow downwards with that force to cause multiple spans to collapse. It's interesting. All right, got to finish this up. Number one. Minnesota man has grown the heaviest pumpkin ever. Uh, One grown by a horticulture teacher from Anoka, Minnesota. 2,560 pounds. Travis Geener's pumpkin. Six six pounds heavier than the one set the record last week. We beat the guy that we talked about just a week ago? Wow, he held the record for one week. Good job. Jeez. That hurts. (laughs) Ah, Congratulations. 2,560 pounds. That's a big pumpkin. All right, 757, we'll take a break. That's it, your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Another day, another week, another draft. Fantasy Huskers, this week we want to know total points scored by both teams combined in the Nebraska versus Purdue game. Some offenses that have, at times, uh, put up some numbers this season. What will they do together? Well, that's for you to guess if you get a pick. But to get that pick, you got to text us in today's keyword at the Rickstein Recognition text line, which is 402-479-1400. The word you need to text in if you want this next pick, the fourth pick overall, is... Division. Division. D-I-V-I-S-I-O-N. Division. Text that in. Make sure you spell it right. You'll be automatically entered to get that fourth overall pick. 
where you'll pick the total number of points scored. If you're the closest to it, you get the prize package. Valentino's and Alumni Hall, 50 bucks each. What are the numbers that we have so far? Craig said 52. Harry the Antenna Guy, 47. Both of those yesterday. Jeff from earlier this morning says 63 points. All right. Starting that word. There it is. What's that? Word? Keyword division. D-I-V-I-S-I-O-N. No, that's the Tammy Winnett song. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't. Haven't. I don't know that one. Yeah, I know you don't. Which yeah. make which makes me fearful for where your <laughs> top five Tuesdays about to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, we were uh, a lot that, of peanuts. I guess, I'm guessing. I, I just realized there are peanuts in every <laughs> one of them. We uh we were we were hoping to have Jason Peterson on. He had to he had to cancel. He had something else come up, so we're going to get him on a little later. But we realized we haven't done a top five Tuesday in like a month, and. With the story earlier, we were we were talking Halloween type stories and candy stories. It's time to be ready, uh, parents, grandparents, uh, and the like, um, or trick or treaters yourselves, to be ready to know when you're surreptitiously stealing your kids' candy. And let's not lie, okay? We do it. It's okay. You're the parent. You're you're the grandparent. You're allowed to do that. Which ones we're going for, okay? It's the fair tax. It's the it's the dad tax is what I call it when my kids get food. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we want to know. That's this, the so, best way to teach so, your kids about taxes. Just take a third of it and say, there it goes. So I want to know the five candies that you are, if you could just take all of the five candies from your kids or grandkids or, or a trick-or-treat hall, what are the five that you are taking? And and let's just assume that they're replete with everything, so you can you can get everything. What are the five? You can only steal five types. What are those five? I'm curious what they are for all of you. So uh, we're going to go through with ours. You can text yours into four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred the Rickstein Recognition Text Line if you want to be a part of the conversation. Um, okay, I'm starting, guys. I'm doing my only. F- I say fruit related item. Let's I mean it's probably generous to be calling it a fruit related item, but I'm going to guess I'm going to be the only person who has this one on my list. I really still like and it does make my teeth a little bit oh, hurt I to know. think about it. Yeah. But no, I I don't think you will. I really like tangy taffy. The ones that used to come in the big like the big bar uh-huh. the size of yeah. like, the size of like a blackboard eraser. Uh usually get mini ones. I I don't really I normally don't I normally go for the chocolate, but like the grape tangy taffy is like a favorite. I don't I don't like so much the laffy taffy or the other ones, but that tangy taffy in the small ones has still always been a favorite of mine. So I'm actually going to put that at number five. I am going for that in the candy bag. I'll work my way to those, but it's not until I've gone through a bunch of the others. All right, like What's my number, number five? five Twix. Oh, Twix at number five. Twix huh? at five. You're not going from the top to the bottom. This is the bottom to the top. This is Twix the bottom is not to the, at top. the top. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It makes the list. Interesting choice. Foreshadowing on what my number one is. I perhaps. know. All right. Uh, your number five, Mark. Uh, all peanut packed, evidently. Yep. Payday. Payday. What is pay? What is pay? Is that? What is payday? It's basically peanuts and nougat and chocolate. All right. No, there's no chocolate in my payday. Oh. Oh, there's not. Is it like a salted nut roll? Yeah. Is it? Okay. That's well, it's it's close. <laughs> it's not quite the same. Okay. But right. It's it's foreshadowing to the rest of his list. Th- this one usually isn't this one usually isn't difficult. My number 4 isn't usually difficult to get because the kids don't want it. Well, there's there's a good reason my son doesn't want it because he's super allergic to it. But if there's ever a Hershey's with almonds in there, 
Hershey's with almonds are money. And you, you, they don't pop up a ton at Halloween because you assume kids don't like nuts, uh, especially that kind of thing. But I am always going for a Hershey's with almonds. So I'll make that my number four. My number four is a crackle. Ah, the Hershey's the, crackle. Which the only time you see those is in the mini candy combinations with the that has the regular Hershey's, the special dark, the Mr. Good bar, yep. and the crackle. Yeah. Yep. Like you don't really see maybe you don't really see it in normal like big I don't big see bars. crackle 11 months out of the year. That's true. You don't see that's And I'm sure they exist I don't see somewhere. chocolate bars 11 months out of the year for the most part. <laughs> But come Halloween time, Crackle is there. Crackle is a good... Okay, that's a... Crackle's there for him. It's sort of like a Twix, isn't it? No, no. It's it's sort of like a Nestle Crunch, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's closer to that because it's it's a chocolate bar. It's got crisp rice It's got like Rice Krispies in it, essentially. Okay, and I was thinking of the other... It's like chocolate and rice, like crunched up Rice Krispies, essentially, is what it is. So good. All right, that's your number four. All right, your number Uh, uh, number four, Mark. Reese's Pieces. Ooh, E.T., huh? Mm-hmm. Pieces. Reese's Pieces. What? Do you ever wonder, are, are the people at Reese's Pieces, like, really disappointed that they just haven't taken off like the M&M's have? I um, mean, the, the, M, the, the price point of M&M's right now, and I know I've got a family that really likes M&M's, and especially all the different holiday-colored M&M's, and no, Reese, nobody's getting Reese's Pieces like they're getting M&M's anywhere. It's just it's it's not as much of a thing. Well, and I well, I, I prefer Reese's Pieces over the M and M's anyway. Yeah. I think I would say I do too, actually. Well, the, I would agree. You know, a lot of people just don't care for the peanut. Well, butter. it's but it's crazy because and and I'm assuming we'll get to maybe some of us who have actual Reese's Reese's cups are wildly popular. Yeah, especially They're, I mean, especially if, the ones made out of white chocolate. If we were pulling the entire listenership on the top five, I guarantee Reese's peanut butter cups would be in the top three. At worst, yeah, in in the top three, but yeah, Reese's Pieces, nobody's interested. No, what, they're, what's the so deal much, with that? They're so much easier. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I am putting uh, next on mine at number three. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah, it is my turn. I'm doing Kit Kat at number three. Okay. Gotta love, gotta love the Kit Kat bar. Uh, the kind of the wafer thing, the breaking breaking them off into the the individual uh, the individual bars within it. Uh, always a pleasure to eat. Just I don't have anything other to say than that. So guy. my number three, I contemplated having it at two, but I dropped it a spot because of how much it does get stuck on my back teeth. And this is the Butterfinger. Really? Yeah. That seems high for Butterfinger. Really? It does seem a little high for Butterfinger. Think that's high for Butterfinger? No, I love. I've always uh, loved. Butter I mean, I don't finger. not like them, but it's just uh, I don't that know. That back teeth thing reminds me. Remember the Heath bar? Yes, that, that yeah. always got stuck in the your toffee. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, the, the, good, but oh. Um, all right, Butterfinger, Butterfinger huh? okay. at three. Yeah. All right, uh, and number three for me is Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay, uh oh, yeah. wow, number three. You're all Reese's right now. I like it. Um, well, that's interesting because I'm Reese's uh, peanut butter cup is also going to be my number two, which I'm at Reese's peanut butter cup, solid number two. Always, always, go, always pulling those out. And by the way. Th- it's now like the heaviest, I don't have any numbers on this or anything, this is just completely anecdotal, and my kids don't even trick-or-treat anymore, but I feel like it's the most ubiquitous of Halloween candies now, doesn't it? The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, the, the single cup. Reese's Peanut yeah, Butter the, Cup. Yeah, the advertising they do for it, everything, you just think, when you get to Halloween, you've got the orange, you know it's the Reese's Peanut Butter yeah, Cup. Yeah, the orange matches, but what, Reese's hasn't invested that same kind of, like they sponsor 
all kinds of stuff. Like they're on basketball courts, they're on sports broadcasts. They get Will Arnett to do their commercials and stuff. Where's the love for the Reese's Pieces brand? Reese's. They know what they know what drives. I the don't bus. know. I don't know. I would think about it. Mark would appreciate it. My number two is the Kit Kat. Okay. So pretty close on where yours right. was there. Number two, I'm going to a Minnesota-based company that I kind of grew up with. Matter of fact, two and one are both uh, from Pearson's Candy Company. Started in Minneapolis, moved over to St. Paul. Went, I went by their uh, factory here a couple of weeks ago on West 7th Street in St. Paul. Uh, number two is Pearson's Nut Goody. What in the heck is that? What would that be like? It's, a it's, nut goodie? It's called a nut goodie, and now they've, uh, they're have they also branding it as an O-goodie. It's peanuts and chocolate. Okay. But it is just the way it's put together. Okay. Pearson'sCandy.com. peanuts and chocolate. So, all right. Um, I will go uh, with my number one. I, I think I foreshadowed this already, but I'm Twix all day, all day long. Twix is the number one candy bar. It's not Twix is the uh, Alabama football or the Nebraska volleyball of candy bars. Uh, right now, so I guess Alabama isn't I mean, even number one anymore, and neither is Nebraska. But you get my point. I mean, you could make it more of a Clemson, I guess. No, it's the, they're the goat. They're the best. Uh, they might be the best, except for the actual Alabama football, Nebraska volleyball, with the Reese's peanut butter cups. Number that's number, number one. one, and it's not even close. Okay, wow, wow, wow. Like I said, it's it's wildly popular. Wildly popular. All right, what do you have for your number one, Mark? Uh, Another it, one from it, Minnesota? Yep, Pearson's. Uh, it's the Patrick Mahomes of NFL quarterbacks, <laughs> I tell you that. Pearson's salted nut roll. That's And that's just the, that's the that's same new, as the, it's the, the, the one that was more ubiquitous, yep. the salted nut roll that people used to get. Yep. It's got the nuts on the outside. Yep. Right? My dad loved those things. Yes. The salted nut rolls. Some real generational candies out there. Absolutely. Like, like kids i mean nobody and i don't even like it either but like my mom and my dad both liked heath they would get like blizzards at dairy queen with heath in it and i'd be like what are you doing what are we doing here with this that's not a, well, i i figured that's, that's a bad idea i was forced oh, to eat a lot of oh henry bars growing up oh henry chris yeah. chris lofgren just makes me want to what, you, oh, what did he, what he, did he he put one here uh that's made in saint joe missouri and we used to give them out when i managed the station down there Cherry mash. Oh yeah, oh. like stuff like that. Oh, Twin man. Bing. Who? Ooh. Who's doing that? So we've got uh, several listeners right. chimed in on the Rickside Recognition Cherry talking mash. text line. Ooh. Brandon Fox Hollow from five to one says Twix, Crackle, Reese's peanut butter cups, Butterfinger, Snickers with almonds. We none of us had Snickers in ours. No, the rest of those were all covered in ours. Though the only time I ever do Snickers is when I was driving late at night and had to stay awake. I'd have a Mountain Dew and a Snickers. (laughs) Go duck hunting with a rake. Panhandle Steve from five to one says Smarties, Butterfinger, Hershey's milk chocolate, Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers. Smarties, huh? I used to make football plays with Smarties. Jason Christensen says five to one, Bubblegum, Laffy Taffy, Snickers, Butterfinger, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. The, the, the PBCs are just wildly popular. Number one, Debbie, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups at five, and then Snickers, M&M's, Crackle, Mounds. Ma- oh, a coconut. That's a controversial thing. Yes, take. it is. That's a very controversial Jennifer take. says uh, Snickers, Skittles, Starburst, Heath, and Milky Way. There's a Heath. There's a Heath. Chris and Olathe. Says Butterfinger at five, then Take Five, Twix, take Reese's, five. and Snickers number one. Take five. Wow. I haven't That's a deep cut. Yes, it is. Dealer Dave has Snickers at five, Salted Nut Roll four. There you go. Twin Bing. 
No way. I me- three. No, you do not like Twin Bing. Don't. Butterfinger you- two, peanut M and M's at one. Twin Bing. I think if there's probably some like vending machine you could go. There's still Twin Bing in there from 1982, and you could get it. <laughs> yeah, and and they've raised the price. Yeah. All right. There you Is go. that it? That's what we That's got. A twin Bing. Stop it. <laughs> All right. It's 824. Whoa. So there you go. That's your guide. There we go. That's your guide to stealing your kids' candy. JB's in the building. He is. We'll talk to him here in about 10 minutes. But first, we got sports from Caleb. It's 63 degrees in the capital city at 825. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Waking babies in the North Bottoms and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska Volleyball, John Baylor. All right, 836, 63 degrees in the capital city. It's Jack Attack time with John Baylor. Voice of Big Red Volleyball, unbeaten in the Big Ten. Big uh, Big Red Volleyball. I've entered after. a room where I am the smallest and closest shaven person. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wow, you guys are Thanks not, for mentioning that? I don't know. <laughs> you guys are not particularly aerodynamic right now. <laughs> uh, hey, I trimmed it this morning. Nice work. Yeah. I'm it, I'm it, I'm trying something it new was for a less while. Aerodynamic it's, yesterday. It's gonna okay. be make it it's gonna be make it more dramatic when I get rid of it hey, down the road. That's what I'm going you for. You guys are talking Halloween candy. Yeah, what do you got? I'm a big fan of Kit Kats unless I'm with three other people. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And uh, I also like power bars, but they're uh, not power very bars. Often that's not given. candy. But power who's bars, giving power bars for Halloween? I like power bars because you, you you're under the impression they're healthy, <laughs> but no one gives them out anymore. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I had a kid that- come to my, my house a couple years ago with a, a Kobe uh, jersey on. I'm like Kobe. What about Larry? He said, "Who's that?" I'm oh, like, uh, no candy for him. N- no candy. No candy. Uh, you, get a, you get a piece of celery. And that's they, it. What are they teaching these kids in school? Sad. It's very if sad. If you don't know Larry Bird by by it's fourth very sad. grade, it's um, time to update those yes. sports education standards at the Department of Education. Yeah. I think curricular standards. <laughs> curricular standards. It's, uh, it's all. Know, it's all the rage right now. You Should know Larry by third grade. In Nebraska, they know Irving. <laughs> <laughs> they know they know Irving Fryer at whatever nice. age. They're not going to. This isn't Boston. During COVID, did you guys see these these uh, these like New Yorker type uh, cartoons? Are really funny. And it's, you know, a dad suddenly running a homeschool during COVID. And he goes, all right. And he's like pointing at the board. like, okay, there was Devaney. <laughs> and, uh, <it's> like, <laughs> the curriculum changed a little bit. <laughs> We're going to really get these kids knowledgeable. Oh. The kids are staring. They go, oh, okay. This is good. Power bar. I like history. That was power bars. That was like, you remember in the 80s when they yeah. brought out the, they tried the granola bar boom kind of happened. They'd sell the ones that were covered with chocolate. It was like. 
Yes. It was like all these foods that we we've, we've created that to make Allegedly, us think they were healthy. Yeah. Uh, the frozen the, the frozen yogurt boom of the early nineties. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln nice was all remember ICBY, yes. TCBY, the fro- no, Zach's of, frozen yogurt over here. What happened? People were wised up. A bunch of sugar. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I mean, put, the, the issue was that I was I would get it, and it was better for you. But then when you just uh, put it in a waffle cone and put Oreos on top yeah. of it, that no. took away some of the benefits. So it expanded the waistline yeah, eventually. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's talk Nebraska volleyball because talk about taking care of business in Michigan. They went down there, swept Michigan State, swept Michigan, continue to be unbeaten, the only unbeaten team in the Big Ten. And you might say, JB, you might say, well, you know, these it's not the it's not the toughest matchup. These are still not the top tier matchups here in the Big Ten, but. But they did get Ohio State nice. and Michigan's. You know, Michigan's been having a solid mm. season too. Now they're tw- ranked twenty fourth. Yeah, they, they they're, beat, they're ranked. They beat Penn State. They've been living off that now for they're, three they're, weeks. They're, they're ranked at this point, but nonetheless, and not everybody's been taking care of business in the Big Ten in these kind of games. Good point. Rutgers has not been taking well, care of business. Thank you very much. Maryland has not been taking care of business. That's the new theme. <laughs> But there are Iowa's not been taking care That's of business. A, they've not been taking care of business for no. a lot of years there. Yes. <laughs> However, Nebraska, on the other hand, has. Yeah. It's so uh, yeah, things are getting tougher though. Yeah, it, it, it's coming up. But you know, what are we? How close are we? Because I know you had to shuffle the lineup again. Allie Batenhorst got in a little yeah. bit here this week out of necessity. Yeah. But she hadn't had a lot of chances. She had her own injury issues at the beginning yeah, of this year. Abdominal strain. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like that could be a big problem in volleyball. Yeah, I, I, in, also in, just in life. outside of volleyball. Yeah, you use your core for a lot, it turns yes. out. Um, but, yeah, how close are we getting to just in terms of a, a a rotation and a system and an everything? Like, we feel like we're at the point where we're settled in with what the rest of the season is going to look like. Or do you never really feel that with John Cook, you know, even, well, Kennedy, even until the end of the year? Playing better, et cetera, at least in that last match, you start to think, okay, maybe this will be a two-setter offense for the long haul. Like, maybe, okay. we, this could be it. Now, if Nicklin suddenly gets fully healthy and Kennedy continues to struggle, then things could dramatically change. If Kennedy gets really great, like according to what we all expected when she right. came out of high school, then maybe you go to the one-setter one offense, then maybe one rotation, you, you, you bring in a big block. Uh, but with Kennedy, she's a great blocker. You don't need to. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, but once you go to a one setter, you've got all sorts of new options because you're not going to run out of substitutes. I mean, those are the only two other possibilities I can think of. But it looked pretty good. I mean, the team's hitting almost you know two seventy right now offensively. Again, though, we've played Stanford and we've played Ohio State, and things are about to toughen up. Okay, things are about to toughen up starting Friday with uh, with Penn State. How, how do we do? Were, were we serving the? Were we setting the middles more? Yes. this weekend, and it's all because the fans are starting to chant S T M, S T M, and the signs are going up. It's just a nice reminder, you know, when you're driving, you just want a reminder. Wait, is that re- that's not really happening? Yeah, is it? oh, the students S T M. Now we've been away. I keep seeing signs from the student section wait. that says "set the middle" yes. in quotes, and then nice. it says "Lauren Cook West." <laughs> nice, she's getting a lot of credit for it. Hey, whatever it takes. Wait, is "set the middle" gu- middle guy or gal in volleyball equivalent to "run the ball" guy or gal in football? Different people. Okay, very different. No, people. I, I, <laughs> they I, date, but I've equated it to you got to set the middle like you want to throw it to the tight end. Okay, setting, it doesn't happen that, enough, but it right, makes your about, offense better. How about this? I'll date myself. 
hand it off to the fullback. Oh. What's a fullback? Exactly. Not even an option anymore. <laughs> Let's not go there. Too painful. Not, not even an, an, uh, an option anymore. Nice. All right. So you get through Michigan. You get through Michigan State. Now you got Penn State coming yes. in here Friday night. Are we surprised with what Penn State yes. has been able to do yeah. coming out of a transition of a, of a legend like Russ Rose? Well, and then there was a complete overhaul, which now will be the case. Whenever a coach leaves, you're going to see a big old exodus. And then all these new players will... I mean, the jersey stayed the same. That's about it. And they were 12-0 and 0 at one point, number nine in the country, and they've gone two and three since. And they, they're starting three transfers, and they're looking pretty good. And they've got some nice wins. So, uh, you know, Penn State's, I think, the surprise of the conference. I mean, listen to these wins. They beat Stanford. They beat Oregon. Five sets each, but hey. They beat Stanford. Are, Nebraska didn't beat Stanford. Yes. Yeah. Those are W's, and then uh, it's, a, it's a double home weekend, so Friday night against Penn State, and then Northwestern uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Megan Miller comes Megan back. Megan Miller comes back. But again, when you're playing your former team, no hugs until after the match. Like, I don't want Caitlin Hoare Correct. going over there across the net and hugging between points Correct. or something. I mean, let's let's stay focused. The Nebraska homecoming tour continues with this year's home schedule. The non-conference, we had a whole bunch of it, right, oh, Brian? Yeah. You, you, had, you had all kind. You've, you've had all, former coaches, former players. They've all been in. Yes. Megan Miller will continue that. She got a, I saw she got a defensive player of the week on her She's a couple awesome. weeks ago. So She's awesome. That's cool. And uh, she, her, she lost her mom a couple years ago. Yeah. And, uh She's a great person. I remember her and both of her parents coming to all the games. And she's a delight. She's going to get a fabulous degree. And she's become a heck of a volleyball player. And we could have used her a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was a big loss. We've kind of replaced her a little bit in the back row. Good since. server, too. Great server. Yeah. Oh, my Go. goodness. Could you use remember that? that? Remember that Minnesota match? Yeah, they Set brought her five. in. They brought her in when uh, cold off the bench right. a few times to serve a couple of times. Pre-gamer. Hold on. Tonight, 7 o'clock, the Nebraska Volleyball Show. I'm going to go down memory lane with Mer- Megan Miller with the coach. I'm going to say, remember that Minnesota match? She came could, in. They couldn't pass her. Could you drop my name? That'd be nice. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Jack, Jack, Jack Mitchell reminded me about Megan Miller's serving ability, which nice. I had completely forgotten otherwise. Uh, so what uh, What do we know? What do we know? Do we, I know the answer, answer to this is nothing, but uh, what is Nick Lindheim's situation as, as best as you can Unclear. tell? Clear. That's what I thought you were going to say. It's a great. That's the most phrase. predictable answer. It's the most predictable answer of any question I've ever asked yep. on this show. Like there. when my kids say, "We're going out to dinner tonight." Unclear. Unclear. Yeah. That's a it's, go-to for you. It's a great. It's go-to. become a, it's become an increasing go-to <laughs> yeah. for you over the yeah. years. Yes, but don't use it. If your wife asks you to do the dishes, do not use it. <laughs> Can you do the dishes? Unclear. <laughs> Goes over very poorly. Uh, so we don't. Know, so we don't know. I mean. You might see her back at some point. You might, you might not. not. Is that on the table? Like not uh, seeing her back again? No, that's not. She's coming back. Oh, she's, she's already okay, started to practice. All right, she's see, practicing that's the information. with the team. That's info. That's good information. You don't want to get the the fans you, too fired up. I mean, I need. Uh, we need her to be there in in November and December. Just I with think the she will be. But that'd be good. Question is, at what position? And it all comes down to Kennedy. All comes down to Kennedy. It's a deal with the double hits. Well, it's been a, a challenge at, at certain junctures. Have you seen this anything year. like that before? Mm, yeah, there's a Chuck Lisa, Knobloch type thing. A little bit, yeah. That's a great point. Or mm-hmm. hold on, what about the uh, Steve Sachs? Steve Sachs, nice. Rick Chuck and Keel, nice. <laughs> 
We're getting, we're slowing down. Yeah, uh, that, those, are the, those are the three big ones oh, no. that I can go to. What's his name? The catcher couldn't throw it back to the pitchers. Uh, uh, Mets was? catcher. It was a Mets catcher. Couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. He had to, like, soft toss it. <laughs> I mean, he could gun it to center field, yeah. but he couldn't, couldn't throw, throw it to the pitcher. The, the pitcher. ball was going all over the place. Right, so he right. had a soft toss. He's like, Dude, Who's the like, Cubs pitcher who couldn't do pickoffs? There was a Cub pitcher yeah. who couldn't do pickoffs, too. These so. things happen. It's kind of yeah. gets in your head. Mackie Sasser? But remember... Mackie Sasser? Was that Mackie Sasser? it was Mackie Sasser. in the the Gary Carter era there, right I, around there. But I yeah. love Caleb when he's on Google. I he's think just, it's really great. <laughs> it's just straight off he's the so internet. Brilliant. He did not know that yeah. uh, independently. I, I did. Thanks for ruining the magic no, of, you didn't. of radio. But okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. The the double hit thing kind of cropped. That was last weekend. That kind of cropped up quite a bit there. Yes. Uh, until hopefully, Rachelie Sapero had one match where she had like six or seven double hits up at Ball State neutral site. We're playing USC, and the chair official was just going wild. And Coach Cook was not happy. These were kind of indisputable. There was a lot of spinning. And volleyball. this is usually so. This is usually happen. Is this happening when you're setting it? Normally? Yeah. So, yeah. double it. so okay. it'll hit one hand first, bounce off it, and go to the other hand? Yes, and often these are good passes or, or good digs. So it's it's uh, it's it's somewhat a, uh, a mental issue, but also uh, physically she's been doing a lot of jump setting when this has occurred. And so of late, genius uh, adjustment, she's keeping her feet on the floor for the most part. Mm. Now you're thinking, well, if you jump set, it's a shorter trip to your attacker, so it's, it's, a, it's happening faster. You'd prefer that. Well... Oh, she's going back to basics. Let's keep our feet on the floor. And sure, it takes a little bit longer, but she's having so many fewer uh, double touch errors. Mm-hmm. And the, the players are reacting well, like the ball's where they want it. So I think this is part of the solution for now until she feels more confident. Keep the feet on the floor. She's she's still young. She had huge expectations coming in. She's got to she's got to let you. What's when, when when she does get to kind of her 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 peak her ceiling? What kind of a uh, how big of a weapon is is she going to be for this team in, well, in the years to come? Well, remember when she was in seventh grade, she set a state championship team mm-hmm. varsity mm-hmm. high school team in the state of Minnesota. Uh, she is the only American to be a setter in a world championship gold medal winning uh, team uh, under under 18. So uh, she has credentials that you rarely see. And she just went, she's gone through this ACL issue and, and she's, you know, seemingly improving all the time. Mm-hmm. And the players are just so supportive and you can see them all hugging and, and, and helping her. You see Kenzie, you see Caitlin, you see all of them really just putting their arm yeah. around her. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it, and you just, can't imagine it's not going to be a better situation. And if this team has a really great setter, they've got great talent, right. but great execution at that position, uh, not many weaknesses. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if she could, she could kind of peak. Like you said, don't peak too early. Um, and maybe a little you bit know. later in the season and and, and, and kind of changes changes what this team is, at least what their ceiling That's is. That's how we you've get got over. Because you haven't seen it. You haven't seen her yet go to an, an extended period of time mm-hmm. where she's really played at a peak. We saw last December a different Nebraska team. Mm-hmm. We knew that potential. Yeah. And so this is a, a program that's just built for December. And so the expectation is... Uh, there's a whole nother gear, a whole nother caliber. And it's clear we have yet to approach the potential of this team. I mean, Whitney Lonstein is is potentially a 320 hitter, Mm -hmm. and she's hitting like 250 right now, and it's not altogether her issue. She's not getting the sets in large part that she wants. So you see, I mean, Whitney should be above 300. I mean, Maddie Kubik, I mean, she is a... Something to behold. I mean, she has she's hitting almost 300 from the outside, mind you, taking all these out of system swings. She passes half the volleyballs. She is really 
yeah. an accomplished and highly skilled She's player. She's a great, 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 great player. And and finally, uh, a Nebraska player gets recognized by the conference with hey. Lex, Lexi Rodriguez. I didn't know if they had forgotten. Yeah. It's hard to. It's remember, hard. so many good teams. It's easy to Whitney forget. Whitney had twenty five kills yeah. against Creighton. They didn't there give was, her anything. Yeah, I'm sure there was somebody. There was somebody on Wisconsin who had a great match. Give her a coupon for uh, something. something. I had nothing. Yeah, Zilch. Some, somebody now, on but Lexi, Purdue. Lexi Cole played defensive Could, player. Couldn't of the even year. give it to Go, her alone. No, this got half of the it. week. So they yes. cut it in half. They pulled a Solomon and they sent her half okay. of it. And they said, "I feel like for weekly awards, you should be able." To make the no, pick one way or the other. I think she's the first half of the week co- defensive player of the week. Or, and then Thursday, she's got to like send it off to the other person who's the other. I they mean, you really got to have someone yes. with in the Big Ten offices with some cojones to make the call one way or the other. Yeah, you got to be able to decide, you know what? Before I go to bed at night, I'm going to decide <laughs> one way or the who other. is most deserving. <laughs> in a two-game. Sh- sharing is overrated. <laughs> Uh, six out of eight games on the road here in this stretch. Seven out of nine. And, Seven out of uh, nine. Four out of six are against ranked opponents, and the first was Michigan. So the three out of like, the next five are ranked. Feels like they haven't been. When was it? Like, they haven't played at home since that Ohio State match. Gee, many Christmas. It's tough when you're away from home for a long Holy time. Holy cow! That's like almost a month. They're, they're nomads. I mean, when, when they get back home, they they're like. Uh-huh. It's gonna be nice, but of course Danny. that does then set up. That's why you get the situation then at the end of the season where you're gonna finish off three in a row at home with the Purdue Wisconsin uh, Minnesota combo. So that is still gonna be that gauntlet at the end of the year. The front part of the the schedule, you you, you we got Maryland, we got Rutgers, and uh, we did get Ohio State and we got Michigan, uh, but we we're primarily on the road. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be tougher at the end, but more at home. Who you who, who you worried about still most as a, a threat in the Big Ten? Wisconsin. Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Still, still was yeah, three time conference champion, defending national champion. They got a six nine player. It's tough to teach six nine. I've yeah. never seen six nine. Yeah, and Anna Schreck just changed that national championship match. Oh, what a day that's going to be. And her dad played for the Lakers, so I'm not happy. (laughs) What a day that's going to be. Black Friday, you got Nebraska and Iowa, maybe Nebraska punching their ticket to a bowl, and Mickey Joseph punching his ticket to a nice contract. What are we thinking for a bowl? Foster Farms? What's a pile? Belk Bowl. Nice. Got to be thinking about the Blue Bonnet Bowl is probably in play. One game at a time. One at a time. Not even. One at a time. Not even glancing. Not peeking ahead. Just that, that, and then you got you got women's basketball, you got men's basketball that day. You got you got all of the fall and winter sports playing well, basically. That, that earlier in that day, you'll also have World Cup USA England. Nice. Yes. Swimming's rolling, bowling's on day. fire, <laughs> gymnastics going crazy. Like here comes the beam. I mean, a lot is happening. <laughs> Soccer. Nebraska baseball up. opens up their season yep. at Haymarket Park that day against Carney. I'm just gonna have to <laughs> sleep 15 hours a day to try to. Carney doesn't it's have a baseball team. Stay hydrated. It's even more amazing. Carney got, <laughs> Carney got rid of baseball several years back. That's sad. <laughs> several years back. I like breaking old stories. <laughs> What's wrong with <laughs> what? What they got rid of the original Coke formula? What's going on? <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> Wait, Carson's not on anymore. Was, I'm at ten thirty. I want to watch my Carson. What's it, going on? Gorbachev every, did bring down that wall. Every night it was either Carson or Cavett. I don't like the change. 
We'll tell you more about it. We come right back. Kayla uh, in. We break the old stories. Hey, do you have a do you have a they, they, do you have a solution? They uh, took down the uh, Pershing mural and they put it in storage. They spent a million dollars to it. Now nobody wants to put it up anywhere. Nowhere. You got any pla- the 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 county event center says no. We're not going to do it. The city right now, at least, doesn't want to put it in any of their parks. Pioneers Park. They're afraid it's going to get vandalized. That kind of stuff. I'm. Uh, this seems like a, a, a John Baylor back in the day topic yes. where you're finding this sounds well, like something you'd find us an answer yes question number one is how much public money was involved in the collection of those yeah, tiles this was this was a private I, fundraising I mean, I effort private, city so said no the city kind of played along with it but they kind of said you're gonna you have a deadline you got to get the money and so they raised it I mean, they they raised it, but now it's in a there'll warehouse. Be a, there'll be a, a public building. We're going to have a convention center, potentially. I think you just hold on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took, what, 10 years this, of Pershing to finally on. get close this to This project demolished? is moving at light speed. It's yep. still not demolished. They do have the tile hold down, on. though. We're, we're building, we're building uh, car washes every other week, so maybe... I, I love the way the planning department is uh, green lighting car washes in the middle of a drought. And every other week, there's another one. I do not want to have to drive a, a mile to be able to wash my car. That's true. I mean, more car. I, this is like the new magnet. We're trying to like reverse brain drain. It's like, hey, you stick around here, get your education, and you can wash your car every other hour. And all it takes is a once a hey. month fee, and it's all you want. I mean, you know, it's you what the just, kids want. You yeah, know what what's, what the you, kids want. And if you're dirty, get out of the car. You just walk right behind the car. Want, I mean, everybody gets washed. They want bike trails. They want good internet, and they want clean cars. Yeah. That's the triumvirate of keeping young people in Lincoln. At I've said it for years. At least these car washes should have signs. Thank you to the Ogallala Aquifer, <laughs> and for. U.S. Society for Subsidizing Water. There you go. John Baylor with yep. some strong water oh, takes yes. to end this whole thing. I, I agree. Ogallawa Aquifer must be overrated. There's no need to keep it fill, full, and let's just keep washing these cars. University of Florida, a top 20 institution. Ooh. Absolutely. Oh, um, uh, for publics. Oh, I should have asked 10. you that before. I wish we had time. Top 10. Top 10. For publics. Maybe he Absolutely. knew what he was doing. Maybe he didn't he'll, know what he was doing. He'll win him over. He'll win him over. Ben Sass. Oh, yesterday didn't go too well. Give him time. All right. He's he's a very likable guy. I think he'll do very well there. All right. JB, thank you. Have a good call. We'll be listening. Friday here. night. Friday is it night. the greatest rivalry in the sport? Some say so. Uh, Nebraska-Texas is awfully close. Yeah, well, that one's coming up later, hopefully. All right. <laughs> All right, JB. Have a good one. It's 857. We'll take a break. Attack. Wrap it up after this on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. Thanks to our guest today. Voice of the Big Red, you can still hear him behind me, John Thaler. Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. If you missed any of the podcast at KLIN.com. Put the podcast all up in uh, in one chunk. It's kind of a, a whole show podcast. We, have, uh, we found that people have... Uh, enjoyed that. You can always just fast forward or, or skip to the part that you want to hear if you, but you really should just take in the whole experience. It's a really yes. good overall experience. You can always find that at KLIN.com or through your favorite podcast provider. All right, tomorrow on the show, you know what it is. It's a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Get that off your chest. If you want to begin the discussion early, it should start mid-afternoon. 
Facebook.com slash LNK today. By the way, our last Fantasy Huskers entry, Jeremy took 55 points. 55 points for Jeremy. All right, your chance also to get some Fantasy Huskers picks tomorrow as well. 635 and 810, Lincoln Symphony Orchestra is going to be in. John Bishop is going to be in. So a busy day. We'll see you back here tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. It is 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.